Welcome to the Daily Stoic Podcast. Each day we bring you a meditation inspired by the ancient Stoics, illustrated with stories from history, current events, and literature to help you be better at what you do. And at the beginning of the week, we try to do a deeper dive, setting a kind of Stoic intention for the week, something to meditate on, something to think on, something to leave you with, to journal about, whatever it is you happen to be doing. So let's get into it. Marcus really says at the beginning of meditations that one of the things he's most proud of is that anytime anyone needed anything, he was in a position to be charitable, to be generous. Generosity, giving back, serving the common good, this is a core idea in Stoicism, and it is a core idea behind one of my favorite organizations in the world. I'm talking about GiveWell. GiveWell spends 20,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and recommending only a few of the highest impact evidence-backed charities that they've found for you to donate to. Over 50,000 donors, including myself, have used GiveWell to donate more than $750 million. Rigorous evidence suggests that these donations will save tens of thousands of lives. Go to givewell.org to read more about their research, donate to any of the recommended charities, I like against malaria, for instance. Uh, that's givewell.org. Enter Daily Stoic at checkout so they know we sent you. Check it out. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time, only save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. That's dell.com slash deals. No one ever reads the same book twice. Think of a book that's changed your life. How long ago was that? How long ago was it written? Now think of all the things that have changed since that reading in the world, in you, perhaps even our understanding of science or history or the biography of the person who wrote it has changed. All of that is why you have to go pick up that book. Indeed, many of the books that have influenced you, read them again. Books remain the same, the beloved writer Italo Calvino once said, but we certainly have changed. And this later encounter is therefore completely new. Or as that favorite poet of Marcus Aurelius, Heraclitus said, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river and he is not the same man. As we change and our contexts change, what we discover and get out of a book changes too. This is why Marcus was reading Epictetus when he was in line for the throne and when he was emperor. That book that he read at 25 was with him always, and each time he picked it up, it was different. This is why Stockdale read Epictetus when he was training to become a fighter pilot and why he returned to it after he was released as a prisoner of war, even writing his own book about it, Courage Under Fire. This is why General Mattis carried Marcus Aurelius with him on every campaign. And this is why we too must return again and again to our favorite books and writers. You will benefit anew from every encounter. Look, if you've read The Daily Stoic, if you if you go through it every day, um, I've got some good news as an ebook. It's for sale for $1.99 on Amazon right now. That's like as cheap as it will be. If there's someone you might want to 
give the book to, if you just want it in another format. This is as cheap as it'll get. And I just wanted to pass that along. I hope you can pick it up and support it. It's $1.99 on Amazon in the US. Uh, I think iBooks too. Also discounted in the UK uh, and whatever markets uh, they have the rights to. Or if you've reread it and you want something a tad more durable, the, the cloth bound lay flat uh, hardcover that we published, you can get signed copies of that in the Daily Stokes store. But if you didn't know, there's also a leather edition. Now that we're five years into the book, I, w- I wanted to make sure it could stand the test of time. It could put up with the stresses that people put on it. And uh, if you want to pick up one of those, you can pick that up at dailystoic.com leather, or uh, you can get it on Amazon as well. Um, but I, I hope you pick up and reread The Daily Stoic this year. I'm going to be rereading Marcus Aurelius as I do every year and a bunch of the Stoics, because every time I step into there, I bring something back out. And I reread a bunch of books last year, including some of my favorite novels that I took a lot out of as well. So I hope you're reading and rereading this year and do check out this discounted edition of The Daily Stoic. The sphere of choice. If the first step is to discern what is or isn't in our control, the second step in Stoic philosophy is to focus the energy on the things we have a choice about. The Stoics viewed the soul as a sphere that, when well-tuned, well-directed, was an invincible fortress against any trial or circumstance. Protected by our reason, this sphere of choice was like a sacred temple, and it is the only thing we truly possess in this life. We are the product of our choices, so it is essential that we choose well. This week, consider and reflect on the choices you have about your emotions, your actions, your beliefs, and your priorities. Keep this thought at the ready at daybreak, and through the day and night. There is only one path to happiness, and that is in giving up all that is outside your sphere of choice, regarding nothing else as your possession, surrendering all else to God and fortune. Epictetus Discourses 4.4. Who then is invincible? The one who cannot be upset by anything outside their reasoned choice. Epictetus Discourses 118. The soul is a sphere true to itself. It neither projects itself towards any external thing, nor does it collapse on itself but instead radiates a light which it shows itself the truth of all things and truth in and of itself. Marcus Aurelius Meditations, 11-12. And this is from this week's entry in the Daily Stoic Journal, 366 Days of Writing and Reflection on the Art of Living, by yours truly and my co-writer and translator, Stephen Hanselman. I actually do this journal every single day. There's a question in the morning, a question in the afternoon, and then there's these sort of weekly meditations. As Epictetus says, every day and night we keep thoughts like this at hand, write them, read them aloud, and talk to yourself and others about them. You can check out the Daily Stoic Journal anywhere books are sold. You can also get a signed personalized copy from me in the Daily Stoic store at store.dailystoic.com. Well, here we are. We were talking about this last week. You know, you only have so many energy points. You only have so much, so many resources. How are you going to spend them? Are you going to spend them on what's up to you? Or are you going to spend them on what's not up to you? Are you going to emote about things and pretend that that makes a difference? Or are you going to spend your energy trying to do something about this thing that you found so upsetting? Right? So I think people think that that stoicism is about resignation. It's not. It's about allocation, right? It's resigned to the things that make no difference, where you can make no difference. But it's 
very focused, intensely focused on the areas that you can make a difference, right? So you could despair about the larger, you know, political trends in your country because you're one person and you're, you know, at odds with the majority, but maybe you can make a difference with your family, with your community. You could run for school board or mayor or something like that, right? What can you do as the individual? That's not to say the Stokes aren't interested in collective action. I'm just saying, um, I'm going to focus my energy where it's going to make a difference. And as a Stokes say, be indifferent to the things where I can make no difference, right? Where can you make a difference, right? Um, you know, I think it's tempting as a writer, right? Because our job as a writer is to have opinions about things. That That's a really dangerous way to go through your life, thinking that the world gives a shit about your opinion, right? And that having the opinion is the thing that matters. And it doesn't matter, right? What matters is what you do. What are the actions, right? We, we ended the year with the idea from the Stokes about turning words into works. Well, what, what are you providing? Where, where are you putting your resources? And uh, are you putting them towards where they have input, where they have where they have uh, efficacy, right? So a Stoic is resigned in some sense to, look, I'm not going to get involved in that nonsense. I'm not going to waste time regretting the past either. What I'm going to try to do is move forward. What I'm going to try to do is move ahead. What I'm going to try to do is make some change where I can make some change. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be indifferent to the, the things where that's not true. And uh, that's what we're talking about here, right? That's what the sphere of choice is about. And, and, and it's an easy thing to forget. And that's why Epictetus is saying, keep it ready in the morning, think about it throughout the day, and think about it at night. He's saying there's one path to happiness. It's giving up the things that are outside your sphere of choice, focusing on what else is in your possession, surrendering everything else. So it's being Zen about the things that are not up to you. But there's a kind of invincibility in that Zen, right? Because if it wasn't, if I didn't make the call, I didn't do it. If it wasn't something that was up to me, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get upset by it. Remember, Marx is saying you don't have to have an opinion about this. You don't have to get upset, but you should be upset about your own choices. Why did I do that? Why didn't I do that? Why did I, you know, why did I make this mistake? Why did I do this thing again that I told myself I was going to stop doing? Focus on you. Focus on your choices. Make good choices. That's how you exert control over the world. Something I, you know, I remind myself, you see what's going on in the world and you can despair, you can feel sad, or you can go, look, I've got two little kids in my house who I'm responsible for. The biggest multi-generational impact I can have is in raising them well. And then I go, and this is something Seneca failed. It's like Seneca spent all these years beating his head against the wall trying to change Nero. He's affected far more people, had far more impact in his writing, where, which he did control. So I go, okay, and look, I, I'm not going to, you know, yell at some some person I know on social media for being for being silly and have the impact on one person, but I I, I am going to sit down and write about this or talk about this on the podcast in a way that that can reach a lot of people, right? Let's stay in our lanes. Let's do what we can do. Let's try to make a difference where we can, and if we all do that cumulatively, that is collective action, and that does have a big impact. So to, this is a short lesson today. It's a straightforward one, but it's so hard. And that's why Seneca's saying, you got to remind yourself constantly throughout the day, I'm going to focus on what's in my sphere of choice. That's where I have impact. I'm going to focus on allocating my energy properly, not going to waste it, 
on regret, not going to waste it on bitterness, on resentment, on anger, on fear, on worry, on hope. I'm going to focus on what I control. I'm going to make a difference there. That's what Stoic does. Thanks so much for listening to the Daily Stoic Podcast. Again, if you don't know this, you can get these delivered to you via email every day. You just go to dailystoic.com slash email. So check it out, dailystoic.com slash email. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Daily Stoic early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drop from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com plus. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird Lord of the Flies-style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Hi, I'm Misha Brown, and I'm the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each episode, comedians join me to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently on The Big Flop, we looked at the reality TV show The Swan. The problem? This dream opportunity quickly became a viewing nightmare. They were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.